Good morning podcast. I'm Chef Ben and this is Food in 5 brought to you by howtonotburnshit.com. Now, today is going to be a long episode. Um, over the past week, I have been trying uh, three meals from HelloFresh. I got a box and so this is my HelloFresh review. Uh, based on the nature of what I do for a living, I'm regularly asked about delivering meal kits. I think it's probably fairly obvious that I'm not the type of person who would generally buy this type of thing. But I want to be able to answer these questions when I'm asked. And I do see some value in what these companies are doing. So with that in mind, I reached out to HelloFresh a few weeks ago. I asked them if they'd be willing to send me a box uh, so that I could honestly and thoughtfully answer people's questions. I was asked to fill out an an influencer application, which I did, and then never heard anything back from that. I did, however, get a coupon in the mail for 55% off the box, um, and because I really just want to be able to answer people's questions, I used that coupon to get the box to write this review. I chose HelloFresh because, frankly, I didn't know there were other companies doing this until I started looking deeper into it. As I said, this isn't something I generally would have any interest in. I do know that there are other companies, and in time, I may do reviews of their products as well. So let's take a second to talk about HelloFresh as a company. According to Wikipedia, they are a publicly traded company based in Berlin. They're the largest meal kit company in the U.S. and also operate in Canada, obviously, um, Australia, and Western Europe. HelloFresh was started in 2011, and according to the company, they were delivering over 1 million meals a month only three years after that. So how does it work? The first thing you do is choose your HelloFresh meal plan. They give you three to choose from. The family plan, the pronto plan, and the veggie plan. Both the family and pronto plans have the option of either three or four meals a week. The veggie plan only has the three meal option. The family plan is for four people. The veggie plan is for two people and the pronto plan can be for either two or four people. So clearly the pronto plan gives you the most choice and it seems to be the one that they push the most. The price per serving varies by the meal plan. For the family plan, the standard price is $10.83 a serving. So for four people with three meals a week, you're looking at $129.96 a week. Uh, $173.28 if you go for the four meals. For the Prano plan, the standard price is slightly higher at $13.33 per serving. And on the low end, a two-person box for three meals would be $79.99 a week. And on the high end of the Pronto plan, that's four meals for four people. The weekly price would be $213.28. As the veggie plan only has the one option, um, which is three meals for two people, the price is $73.98. There's an obvious difference between the veggie plan and the other two options, no meat. However, the difference between the food and the family plan and the pronto plan is much less clear. In fact, I'm not entirely sure that there is a difference at all. But when choosing either the family plan or the pronto plan, you do have five meals to choose from. With the veggie plan, it seems that you just get what you get. So the next step after choosing your plan is to sign up for a membership. You can also download the app to your phone. After registering, you fill in your delivery address, a method of payment, and preferred delivery day, and the date of your first delivery. I was given the option of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And then you're given an 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. delivery window which is a huge delivery window. They also ask you for any specific delivery instructions. As I found out, they just leave the box wherever it may be. 
I live on the corner of two busy streets in an urban area with only one step separating my front door from the sidewalk. And they left the box on that one step. Luckily, I was home when they delivered it and was able to grab it before anyone else did. And it's not a plain box. It very clearly says HelloFresh on the outside, so somebody easily could have grabbed that for dinner. Once you have finished registering, you choose your meals uh, from the five options and then wait until the appointed day for your food to arrive. I should also mention that at no time was I given an option for allergies or anything like that. You do get to choose from a list one item or ingredient that you don't want to receive. I chose shellfish because I'm allergic, so if a shellfish option ever came up, I would be given the vegetarian option instead. I found it very confusing and frustrating that there were no gluten-free options. Uh, the five meal options that I was given to choose from were as follows. Chorizo burrito bowl with avocado pico de gallo and cilantro lime rice. East coast style beef donair with sweet garlic sauce and fritz. Rich lamb ragu with basil ricotta clouds. Crispy chicken parmesan with baby spinach and yellow pepper Italian salad. Burrata margarita pizzettes. Uh, I chose the burrito bowl, the east coast style donair, and the rich lamb ragu. On Tuesday, around noon, there was a loud, vigorous knocking at my door, and in the special delivery instructions, I had asked them to knock loudly, which they did. However, I was only sitting about 15 feet from the door, and by the time I got to it, the person was gone and the box was left alone. I scooped it up off my step and brought it indoors. Unable to, unable to contain my curiosity, I opened the box and revealed what was inside. Inside the box is another insulated box containing all of your ingredients, along with the recipes. Um, there are a few pamphlets about some of the packaging and how they recycle, and both the exterior and interior boxes are recyclable. The bag containing the ice packs is compostable, um, and the ice packs can be melted and then the liquid can be poured down the drain. They also have a program in place for returning the ice packs, ice packs for reuse if you prefer. It is important to note that they are in fact trying to reduce waste because frankly there is a lot of packaging. It's crazy how much packaging there was. Okay, I think it's about time that we start actually talking about the food. So I first want to say that I made every effort to go into this with an open mind. I did my best not to look at these three meals as a chef but rather just as a busy person trying to feed myself and my wife. I followed all directions explicitly and took no liberties except for two. Those two exceptions were simply to substitute gluten-free ingredients for non-gluten-free ingredients. As I said, the box arrived around noon on Tuesday. My wife and I hadn't eaten lunch yet, so I, it made sense to try one of the meals. We started with the chorizo burrito bowl. The chorizo burrito bowl consisted of rice mixed with the whites of some green onions, excuse me, lime zest, and cilantro. Chorizo sausage cooked with corn, Mexican seasoning, garlic, and a bit of water. Pico de gallo made with avocado, cherry tomatoes, green onions, cilantro, and lime juice. And finally, sour cream mixed with lime zest and lime juice. The first thing that stood out to me was that the Mexican seasoning on the chorizo sausage seemed redundant. I found it actually took away from the dish. Chorizo is already very flavorful and would have worked very well on its own. Um, I'm just kind of being picky though, but I mean... It, it's a small thing, but to me, it, it really stood out. All of the vegetables were very fresh. The avocado was maybe a little too fresh as it was very hard, but I'm not gonna judge them on that. Uh, the instructions were easy to follow and very accurate, except for two issues. One issue, which I found to be consistent with all three recipes, was the temperature that they suggested you have on the stove. All three recipes suggested a medium-high heat. 
I have an old stove that needs the elements replaced, and even I found that this was too high. The other issues I found, uh, the other issue I found was minor. It said to add two tablespoons of water to the chorizo, corn, and spice mixture. I found that I had to add three times that much. According to the recipe card, the prep should have taken about 10 minutes with a total time of 30 minutes cooking. I found this to be accurate. And also, according to the recipe card, the meal came to 942 calories per serving. I should say that this meal, the chorizo burrito bowl, required the most amount of knife work. Everything else was pretty straightforward. Uh, all in all, this meal wasn't too bad. The portion was massive for two people. It was huge. And the pico de gallo was good. Uh, would have been better with a slightly more ripe avocado, but again, I'm not going to fault them for that. And the cilantro lime sour cream was flavorful. The rice was perfectly cooked. The only two real issues I had were that everything was okay, but not great. Um, and with the meat, again, the Mexican seasoning seemed unnecessary. I think that most people would be happy with this dish. And in all honesty, I was pleasantly surprised. And if I was served it again, I would definitely eat it. Now let's move on to the East Coast style beef donut. Now I am from the East Coast. And... I'm very particular about my donairs. Now, all the goodwill that had been earned with the burrito bowl went right out the window the next day when I'd eaten the train wreck described as an East Coast-style beef donair. And to be clear, this is not East Coast donair snobbery. You can tell by the picture on the recipe card that it is not even close to a donair. Even so, I went in with an open mind. Again, the recipe was easy to follow, and the timing was fairly close, um to accurate at 30 minutes. According to the recipe card, the dish contains 100 or 1,234 calories per serving. The first thing the recipe card asks you to do is cut potatoes into fries, toss them with half the provided shawarma spice, a bit of oil, salt, and pepper, and then tells you to bake them at 450 for 25 to 28 minutes. At the bottom of the card, there's a note that says add some fries to your pita for an extra crunch. Based on this, I made the assumption, and I think it was a fair one, that the fries would be crisp. They were not. Even after a few extra minutes in the oven, they were still pretty soggy. Uh, the next thing you have to do is, quote-unquote, marinate the beef. You mix the beef with some chopped garlic, onions, the rest of the shawarma spice, a bit of oil, and salt and pepper. The beef uh, was strips of sirloin that were cut with the grain. When you cut meat with the grain, it becomes very, very chewy, which was an issue I faced later while trying to eat this. Next, for some reason, came the coleslaw, which consisted of a bag of sliced carrot and red cabbage mixed with one tablespoon of vinegar, one tablespoon of oil, half the provided parsley, and some salt and pepper. That's it. Now, I'm not sure if they gave us the four-person bag of coleslaw mix accidentally, but this was a lot of coleslaw. I made myself and my wife each a plate. I made salad with the leftovers, and there was still enough for at least one more plate, probably two. It was way too much coleslaw, and it just wasn't very good. Finally, we have the garlic sauce. Mayo mixed with vinegar, garlic, and a bit of sugar. It was fine. Um, mine was pretty thin, but tasted all right. However, it definitely was not donair sauce. So once you put all this together, the not crispy fries, the chewy donair meat, the bland but abundant coleslaw, and the garlic sauce, you're left with something that I really did not like at all. My wife thought it was okay, but I didn't even finish mine. Um, even as something beyond a donair, it, I just didn't really like it. Like, if you thought of it just as a pita, I didn't find it that good. Now, I should say that I substituted the pita for a gluten-free bun. My wife actually really liked the pita itself, said it was light and fluffy. However, in the picture on the recipe card, it is clearly a Lebanese pita, which would be 
traditional for a donaire, and we were given Greek-style pita. It's a small thing, but to me it's an important thing. In conclusion, if you serve this to me, we would no longer be friends. Seriously. And then, the last meal I had was the lamb ragu. The final meal on this journey was the lamb ragu, and I substituted the rigatoni, which came with it, for a gluten-free rotini. This dish consisted of ground lamb cooked with onions, carrots, garlic, tomato paste, tomato juice, chili flakes, Italian seasoning, and red wine vinegar. It was then tossed with the pasta, covered in ricotta cheese, um, and broiled. It was then finished with fresh basil. This was by far the quickest of the three meals to make. Uh, there wasn't really any knife work, except I think a little bit of garlic. Um, the recipe card said it takes about 20 minutes, and that was pretty much spot on. It also says the dish comes in at 892 calories. I did find the instructions on this one a little unclear or confu- uh, and confusing at times. The dish was okay. I would have done very well. Sorry, it would have done very well with a touch of cinnamon or nutmeg to balance the lamb and add a bit of flavor. Um, and that's kind of it. The flavor of this was just kind of flat. There was a bit of heat from the addition of the chilies. They offer a heat chart so you know how much to put in if you don't like spice. Uh, but that was about it. All in all, it wasn't terrible. If I was served it again, I would eat it, but I would complain about it privately later. Um, also, again, the portion was huge. There was there was enough food there for four people. In conclusion, I think that anyone out there could easily make these same dishes in about the same amount of time for less money and make them better. Having said that, it was nice to not have to think about what I was going to make for three days. Choice is already selected, but... You could easily pre-plan your meals and have a similar experience. I think that for a busy couple or family that has a bit of extra money, this is an okay option. But I think it makes a good starting point in getting people used to cooking and kind of seeing what's possible. But to me, that's all it is. It's like culinary training wheels. Eventually, you have to take them off. Is it worth the money? Uh, I think that's a question that you need to ask yourself. For me, definitely not. But you may find that it is, especially if you're the kind of person who finds cooking to be a chore and not all that enjoyable. Um, And really, the only kind of red flags I had was that they just leave it on your step, which for me would be bad if I wasn't home. Uh, And the amount of packaging is insane. Uh, Yeah, anyway, so that's kind of all I have to say about that. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this review. My name is Chef Ben. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can also go to howtonotburnshit.com where you can see um, this review written out. You can see all the pictures that come with it and some screenshots from their website and everything. Um, You can like and subscribe and rate and comment on this podcast. You can tell your friends about it. And as always, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And thank you for bearing with me. I know that this is an exceptionally long episode. I will see you Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.